Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. So in the beginning, I would do our intro, and we usually say our names. Kylie's gonna go second. She never says her name, so don't let that throw you off. That like your thing is to say your name, and I'll just point around the table. Okay, let's try it. Yeah, here we go. Let's right. see what happens. That's a that's a mystery. Okay. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Brooke. What did you do? What did you do? Like, wait, that's me. Oh, yeah. oh Kylie never says her name. So I guess I'm Kylie? Like, is that how that works? You can also be Brooke. Oh my gosh, I'm Brooke too. Let's try this again. You were just put that at the end. If you hadn't, had you not pointed it out, maybe it would have happened. It would have been a different bit. It would have been a different bit. <laughs> okay. My favorite ones is where she's just defeated and it's just like, ugh. And that's how she introduces herself. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. I'm Brooke. I'm Anne. And on today's episode, we talk about Clueless. We have two other people here. I know. It's not just you and I. Yeah. There's more people. We're in a we're in the Goldie Studio. There was a point where I was like, "What if there's five people here?" What do you do at that point? <laughs> the most people we've had on the podcast. No, no, we've no. had five. Demolition Man. Oh, there was five of us there too. There was five of us. Yeah, BJ, Megan, and I, and you. I don't know. I didn't know where we were recording. Yeah. I didn't know if there were gonna be youths around. It was it was a big pa- it was big <laughs> it was a big toss up on what was gonna happen. Uh, well, today, folks, we are here to talk about uh, this uh, the '90s classic, uh, Clueless, and so yeah, we are we've all come together. Um, uh, I'm gonna ask Brooke. Brooke, why are we doing this episode? I mean, I guess because when we talk about '90s movies, it's the one that I grew up with that I probably watched way too much. Yeah. And wanted to be, wanted the closet, wanted the Jeep. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What about the hair? Mm, I guess so. I don't know. (laughs) It's okay not to like the hair. I'm not into hair so much. It was like you know all the accessories and things. Somehow, I don't know. A year ago at this point, we did a list that was called best movie hair. Not really sure how it ended up on the calendar. Oh, oh, oh! I remember. It was for Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) Thor hair. Oh, we should have saved it for Endgame. And then oh. like, he cuts it. And I was like, oh man, iconic hair. Yep. And you were like, <laughs> There we go. And share uh, share may have made my list just because. For um, hair. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. It was a hard list for me. Perfectly straight hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go, yeah. All right. Because in my brain, like for some reason, movie hair was the one, it's the gif where it's Cher and Dion, and they're just like in the car playing with their hair. Oh, and yeah. that was it. Mm-hmm. Not polyester hair, though. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Indeed. How you doing with it, Kylie? I'm good. I watched this like an hour? I finished it about an hour ago. Nice. And I promptly left where I was, went to go pick this up. Being the microphone. Yeah, the microphone. Mm-hmm. And then I came back here, worried that I was going to be late. But I was not. Right. And then I looked outside and saw Brooke was sitting in her car. And I was like, uh, okay. I was playing HQ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Doing a little trivia before getting here. Yeah. I mean, you'd Coolest schedule it. trivia? You were no. like, gotta make sure I'm ready. Who knows what they're going to bring up. 
Trying to win money, man. Mm. Uh, Clueless trivia would be fun. Like, they should do that at, at, uh, at Geeks. Josh, I have cahoots ready. We can just hook them up to your TV, bring over people. It'll be a fun uh, trivia night. What? Do you remind me of what cahoots is? It's the video trivia thing? It's on a TV. Like, so it's on, like, a computer screen or whatever. You project it, and then people get on their phone. They go to the website. You type in the <laughs> pin, and then, like, the question pops up, and you go, you tap in your answer. Nice. Um, they use that in schools. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's mm-hmm. where I learned about yeah. it. We did it at a staff meeting. You must not have been there. No. Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it made us feel like children. It wasn't really awesome, but. Oh, yeah. you no, know. mine would be awesome. I think I... Ours were stupid questions. No, mine would be great. It'd be like, all right, what's the fifth word spoken in the movie Mulan? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that girl? I, I, it's I. <laughs> It's not. Nose. I know. Nose. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Wait, nose is in like no. nose or nose now is in like Now all of China knows nose you're here. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, point goes to Anne. All right. Yeah. See, like this. This is Disney trivia, but like, like this is Disney trivia that everyone may have an equal chance at because it's gonna be stupid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I Who Disney... is the ninth build person of this film? See, that would be fun, but I'd have to wait until like I get to a movie that's a little bit more like with celebrities. So Who is the like... ninth build person of Endgame? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Your options would be like the ninth, tenth, sixth, and eighth people to choose from. Yeah, right. <sighs> So, say... so so we're doing this because Brooke wanted the things. Yeah, what what do you mean Brooke wanted the things? The, the things of the movie when she was a youth. So like, and now, oh, okay. now she's here. We want her on an episode. Yeah. We're going to get the other one at some point. The other yep. damn mm-hmm. real adult. Mm-hmm. We're just like Thanos, collecting gems. You know, we've got we've got a Brooke and we've got a BJ <laughs> and a Megan and we have to get the Kevin one in there. Got Sylvana. Got Sylvana, Zach. Oh, we're so, we're just going to Kevin completes our gauntlet. Apparently I don't qualify. You I know, were I'm a producer like, at one point. Yeah. Maybe you're the whole encasing. <laughs> I'm the yeah. <laughs> broken one. <laughs> Fair assessment. You're calling it post. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we jump into Clueless, we have an inquiry of the Half Squared Fortnite, which is our question of the week. And we have Brooks answer this question, but I thought we would uh, see some other answers here. Uh, friends, what is a movie that you watched on repeat as a child? Star Wars Episode Two: yeah. Attack of the Clones. All right, why Attack of the Clones? I had it on DVD. <laughs> That's a good answer. It's really solid. My mm-hmm. mom worked when I was a preteen during the days, and so like when I wasn't at school, I was at home alone, and uh, it was scary to go downstairs where the VHS player was. And I only had a limited amount of DVDs. Alright, so Attack of the Clones. And what's your answer? I'm sorry, what's the question? What's a movie you watched on repeat as a child? Oh, Grease. What? I have to say I'm a little embarrassed, but we would literally rent it from the video store every week so oh. I could watch it. Wait, you said Grease? Yeah. I heard you say Reese, and no, I'm no, like, no. who's Reese? Grease, okay. the movie musical. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Any, do you have any fond memories of watching Grease? 
I mean, I just like the music. I literally would watch the beginning where they sing the Grease is the Word, the cartoon part. Uh-huh. I would, like, rewind and watch that part and rewind and watch that part over and over and over again. See, yeah. I watched that movie over and over in high school mm-hmm. and then watched it later. Everything was over my head. I had no idea what <laughs> no, that movie was, was about. Like, oh, my God, this is vulgar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Brooke, do you have anything besides Clueless that you watched on repeat? Anything over and over and over? So, there were two things, and I think it was because we owned the VHS. We didn't have DVDs back then. But it was Wayne's World, uh-huh. over and over and over, and Ace Ventura. Love it. All, like, every day after school. My sister and I had a VHS tape that we had recorded off of television that had Wayne's World mm-hmm. and Ace Ventura. And they were on the same tape. The two? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We definitely, Wayne's World was one that her and I watched together mm-hmm. a lot. But, yeah. Um, mine is an answer I think I've given before. It's Aladdin. I wore out three tapes. Oh. I wore out oh. three tapes of Aladdin. Like, endlessly watched that movie. So, yeah, there you go. Friends, if you want to tell us a movie that you watched over and over and over and over and over and again as a child, you can do so at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can also do so at Friend of a Friend Podcast at squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Give us a five star review or any star review. We'll read it out here. Also, hit that subscribe button. What? Oh no. As if! <laughs> that helps us get more <laughs> listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And now on with the show. Kylie, I'm, really, I'm proud of you. Why? Because you watched this movie twice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, yeah. I did. How was, how was your second viewing experience? I was watching it with someone who didn't love it, so... Oh, that's probably helpful. When I brought up stuff, they were like, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is strange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a bit hypocritical. But, so, it was just a different experience. Than watching it with Anne and I being like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Isn't it great? (laughs) Look at the hair. It's golden. It's blonde. I didn't say those specific words. Gosh, Kylie. Didn't watch it back to back with Taxi Driver. <laughs> and once. And once. It was an evening. Yeah. It was an evening. All right. Well, initial thoughts. I want to jump in. So we're talking about Clueless. Well, I have to say it is different when you watch it with your kid. Oh, okay. Who is getting her driver's license. I'm like, see that? Don't do that. Mm-mm. No. Don't don't drive in the middle of the lane. Don't pay attention. murder someone. <laughs> Two yeah. permits does not equal a license. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Getting on the freeway isn't all that terrifying. I've never experienced that, but... You've never gotten on the freeway? With, in L.A.? With, with a semi blaring its horn behind you. Yeah. That might be terrifying. But, I mean, just... Speed up? Punch yeah. it. No, yeah. that semi is a very irresponsible driver. You, you mean semis in, in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think in driver's tests around here, they take you on the highway. Yeah, so. that's the yeah. easiest one. Yeah. They're like, everyone's always like, oh, yeah, the freeway one's easy. Yeah, because we have giant open roads and... <laughs> The no tests, traffic. Yeah. The test for your license, they don't, but no. for drivers, if they do. Yeah. I remember watching this movie growing up and being like, is it terrifying? Is it terrifying to drive on the highway? It must be terrifying. Like, this, they scream their heads off. Like, mm-hmm. it must be terrifying. Mm-hmm. 
The first time, it's you're a little bit anxious, but then when you're there, it's like, uh-oh. Okay. I always forget, like, we have a lot of kids right now at the theater who are just turning 16 and they're driving, and, like, one of them even today was like, I parked between the lines! <laughs> Look how good I did! I was like, that's a bare minimum requirement. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get a license? It's a struggle for them, though. Yeah, right? Like, no, just aim. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There was literally um, one that was, like, two cars away from each other. And they're like, I don't know if I can fit my car in between there. I was like, but there's two spots. Like, there's literally two spots. All right. Good enough. Like, it's scary, though. Driving's hard. Until you yes. know. Yeah. Well, even when I get, like, a new car, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, am I, is it going to work? Is it going to fit? Because I'm not used to the size of the car yet. Yeah. Well, well it's like pulling into a garage where you only have so oh much gosh. space. That's a little terrifying. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Well, listen, I can't parallel park, so I, I'm not on any sort of... Soapbox over here, like. Did I, you not pass that on your driver's test? Oh test? heck no! You don't have to. Yeah, no, you definitely don't. Which, that was the only thing I got dinged on. Which you I totally passed. should. Like, I think that if you can't parallel park, you probably shouldn't. Pass. That's called circle the block and look for some other parking yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, right. I don't think you have to. No, well, not in this city. You don't have to, but there is definitely times where, like, when I was living in Seattle, mm. I definitely had a friend who also she lived in Memphis, and she's like pro at it. So I'd be like, "Can you park?" And so we get out and switch. <laughs> I used to, when I lived on the west side, I used to be pretty good at parallel parking just because I had to be, but that's been so long. I I learned how to in college because I worked at 5 a.m. and I wanted to drive to work, and so I park on High Street. Yeah, you park on High Street. Or Garden Street. Higher Garden. Garden's the one below. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. Well, there was a park that was like uh, yeah, it was a, a scary half a mile park. away. <laughs> so I used to park there and walk, <laughs> <clears throat> or take the bus because the bus was really good at Westview. I wasn't ready to walk at five a.m. up yeah. that hill. Um, I guess where do we go? How do we do this? It's been a bit since we talked about a classic movie. I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to like, remember what our segments are. Well, this is Brooke's uh, episode, so she has to leave it. Brooke's episode, she has to leave? <laughs> yeah. All right. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> That's I'm, what I do to Kylie every now and again, where I'm like, no, this is a you episode. You lead. I'm feeling a little ill. I think I need to go home now. <laughs> <clears throat> um, has your... So, Josh, Josh yes. talk about why you like this film. I, go. I actually think that my opinion of this movie has grown over the years. Because I think when before, when I was watching it as a kid, um, I liked this movie a lot. And I kind of, <sighs> I kind of was like, yeah, but it's just a dumb movie that I really like. And then as I was starting to learn a little bit about film, I started to learn about script writing and how my film, stuff like that, then I would, I would call this movie a guilty pleasure. <laughs> and now I'm just like, no, I think this movie's legit really good. Um, I think that it's not only it's not only shot really well and acted really well and performed well, it's got a great script. And I think that part of that is is that the script itself and the story itself can be seen on two different levels. Um, it can be taken just as straight, like is what it is, teen kind of comedy, just it's an adaptation of Emma and its themes work as its love story and all of those things like that. It's also a really good satire of the era. It's a good satire of teenagers in general. And I think that when you look at it and you can see those different levels and those different layers, because I think when you are younger and watching it, you're just connecting to the characters and you're looking and you are like, oh my gosh, I want to be this. I like Mm -hmm. this. And then I think as you get older, you can be like, oh man, teenagers, they're (laughs) hilarious. Like, because you are not that anymore. And so that's what I really respect about it. On top of, I think, Amy Heckerling's direction is really solid. But we can get to that in a second. But, yeah. 
Yeah, so there, there are layers. It's much like, much like ogres. There are layers. Mm. Parfaits. Parfaits, yeah. Parfaits are better. Why do you look at me when you make this <laughs> reference? I don't know, I don't know. I just feel like you... Uh, Kylie, my... <laughs> the Shrek head. Let's bring her into the fold. So, Kylie, I take it you don't like the movie. Oh, you know. <laughs> it's okay to have differing opinions. Um, so the first time I watched this was last year. And when I was watching it, I was kind of really struggling with a lot of the the humor of it and just what we were supposed to be laughing at and part of it was just the idea of someone with so much privilege who uh, who could do a lot of good in the world and i understand that this this is the transformation of the character but like as i was just watching it it was hard for me to laugh at this person who was so financially well off just not understand anything about the world and just, and that she was just so unconnected to essentially what was just happening around her. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was just very hard to like laugh and be engaged and like really stand behind Sharon. You know, I was watching it with someone else today and I was kind of like, yeah, well, she's kind of a silly teenager. And I was like, yeah. And we were like, oh, okay. And we laughed a little bit at certain parts, but like overall, we were we were kind of just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, Goldie. We were like, oh, <laughs> was it Goldie? Was Goldie who you were watching it with? Yeah, it was Jeff. Yeah. Jeff wanted to. Jeff was at the place I was, so he. I said, "Well, I gotta watch this," and he was like, "Great, put it on." This film is not streaming anywhere. Oh, most ninety films, teen ninety films I learned are not. They streaming. were they were as of November and December, and something within the last like two three months has kicked them offline because I noticed there was a lot of them that I wanted to watch that weren't on that were on anymore. So yeah, um, yeah, I had to borrow it from Josh because I was panicking because yeah. I had watched it I think a couple months ago yeah, on Netflix. It was on I Netflix. Think. Netflix. Yeah, it was. yeah. Also, library doesn't have it. Uh-huh. Richland Library didn't have it. Like, it's just it's gone. No worries. Anyone wants my voodoo password, you just hit me up. I got you. So that they can buy everything? They can buy all the things. You gotta be real careful. Okay. Handing that out to people. Okay. Alright, so maybe not. Maybe not. But I'll be like, I have it. The Good other job. issue is, isn't that the same login you have for everything? No. It's not. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your initial, like, thoughts on movies? Or how did you, maybe, like, your, what you thought now versus then? Or, yeah. See, I think, I listen to you guys, and you think a lot about the movie, and I just watched it. It was just, I mean, you know. Wait, you could just sit down and enjoy a film? Like, I didn't think. This was Kylie three years ago. (laughs) I didn't think anything of it. I think back then in the day, it was just, oh my gosh, isn't that sweet? It must be nice to have so much money that, you know, you can just. Not care. Do what you want. Not care. And, you know, just hire a maid, hire a gardener, whatever. Like, that that didn't translate to me. So it was like this whole nother world that you know exists, but I've never experienced that. Yeah, the the world, a world in which I care more about my dress than the fact that someone has a gun pointed at me. What a world it could li- I could be in. But that is part of the satire of the movie. Sure. Is that it's pointing out, and in ways it is commenting on her privilege, and the fact that it's coming from this angle 
30 years ago almost at this point is or 20 years ago whatever it is um that's the that's the kind of some of the things that I enjoy about the movie is that it's taking these stances way before it was cool and popular to take some of these stances I, I agree but like when I watch it like that's still what we like not necessarily we at this table but we as a country point and laugh at the stupidity of people yes. who are in uh high status and so like for me I get that it's satirizing it my brain understands but as I'm watching it I'm like yeah I, I this isn't funny because I see it in the world and so it's hard for me it's I know it's unfair for me to be like well in the modern day blah 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 but I don't have that stance of like I watched this as a kid and I you know I grew up and I didn't think about these things because that wasn't the world but now I'm living at a time where it's just very hard for me to like laugh at things like that because it's that is essentially where a lot of the problems come from is laughing at the people in power I'm wondering if there's a way that you feel similarly about Clueless that I'm Death might... of Stalin! <laughs> well, I was going to say Death of Stalin, but that's a good comp, too. <laughs> um, that I was going to say that I feel about Family Guy in the way of, like, I don't like Family Guy at all, and I don't see its value in the world, but that's because I think the people that Family Guy is making fun of are the same people who watch the show and they don't understand that they're being made fun of. I don't think it makes fun of them anymore, though. Well, yes, that is probably true. I haven't interacted with that show in any sort of ways in a decade or more. But... I, I find there's some value to this film. Well, that's good. I mean, like, yeah. there are moments where you're like, great! <laughs> and you give a little thumbs up, and then, but then I'm just, like, done. Like, the talk of her being like, what's wrong with waiting until marriage to have sex? And I'm like, great, cool, you can have that stance if you want. It's not yeah. a bad thing. It's also not a bad thing if... On both sides. And so I was just kind of like, cool. And then that scene was over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will have to say that I appreciate that shares are... Because I was also looking at this movie in uh, the ways of trying to look at it in 2019. I appreciate that Cher's arc is about learning about... The world that she's in and i think that that's something that's really important to the movie because especially the one thing that's picking up in my brain is the one with the gardener and she comes in and she said to her i don't speak mexican and she's like i'm not a mexican and she walks away and then paul rudd oh god bless paul rudd mm -hmm. just in all forms um is like uh it's a big deal she's not from mexico like you have to care about that <laughs> and then i like the way that he puts it in her worldview where she's like you get upset if people think you're from the north side of la like, and, and I just, I think that those are the little lessons that the film is looking and teaching. And when you're coming at it from a teenager point of view, I think part of this movie that's really helpful for teenagers is that it's all about not looking at the world solely from your point of view. And that's the lesson that Cher learns over and over and over and over again in the movie is that you shouldn't look at things from your point of view. Look at it from the bigger point of view and figure out how you are and your world is affecting other people. Brooke, what are your thoughts? Well, when you're saying that, I was thinking about, you know, the whole transformation of Ty when she comes in and she's one person when uh -huh. she comes and then they try and transform her and then she ends up reverting to a different Ty, but pretty much back to yes. her original self. Yeah. And how I think the whole growth of, you know, you you can you can try try to be someone else. 
But in the end, you know, you have like your core self, but then you can be more open yeah. to other things. Yeah, like you can take that in and it can change you a little bit, but really, you know, deep down, you're not going to change. You are who you are and it's about accepting right. that in those things. Yeah. So. What you got, Anne? What are your thoughts on Clueless over there? I really like this movie. I don't think I've seen it since uh, we watched it with Kylie the first time she saw it. Um, but yeah, it's a fun movie. I really liked it when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite movies when I was in high school. And yeah, I just like the I like the transformation that uh, Cher goes through from being like pretty shallow to being a more you know open to like understanding that you know there's more to her mm-hmm. world than just her and and by no means do I think that she completes that transformation no. by the end of this movie but, I, but she's she always it, open to the idea yeah. yeah well and if you look at her you think she's she has a good core because mm-hmm. she takes care of her dad and like yeah. you know like yeah. there there is those things where she's trying and wanting it's just maybe misdirected yeah sometimes mm-hmm. absolutely like the whole love match Thing with teachers at school to get a better grade like that. <laughs> well, I mean, like the the movie poses that if you have a bad grade, it's not because of you; it's because your right. your teacher's grumpy. Right, and <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably one of the most ridiculous things watching because no way on earth could you ever sweet talk your way out of a bad grade. Like that's yeah, not a thing. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, she goes and she sets up these teachers, and then, like, the next scene, she's like, um, every girl has to have her own standards, and, like, they have to make the choice. And I was like, like, that choice you made for those two teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone needs to have their choice. I see how it is. Cher? Yeah. My one thing that I think is... Every time she gives uh, Wallace Shawn the coffee in in the, like, thermos, I'm like... Gave away that thermos. Like, I wouldn't take the coffee because I don't want to keep your mug. Like, that's a... What are you doing? Stop it. Like, take, take a chair. She can hand it back. He can hand it back to her. That's, that's Loopholes, Kylie. I gotta, I gotta close close it up. It's, it's close easy. The circle. Just hand it back. Well, where's the scene? Where's the scene? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but then we'd be here and we'd be like, that's a weird scene where he hands her back the mug. Just happens in, like, the background of a shot in one of the many montages During a classroom <laughs> scene of some sort. Um, I don't know why I was thinking a lot about Breckenmeyer this time through and that character. Breckenmeyer plays, oh, what's the character's name? He's the slacker guy who Ty falls in love with. What's his name? Um, oh, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, everyone. Calm down. Travis. Travis. There mm-hmm. it is. Travis. Yep. Who has all the tardies. Who has all the tardies. I love his speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McDonald's. Um, I was just thinking about how that character was used in the film and that it's interesting the way that he is positioned as this kind of like slacker, stoner kind of person. And then, then in this other way of like, we start with him and what he is and then we get to like, He's used to show that it's okay to, like, accept who you are, but then I'm also like, but he's also just kind of a stoner kid. Like, maybe maybe we don't have to just accept being a stoner kid, everybody. Like, come on, let's move forward with that. Well, one of Cher's things is, like, it's not okay to be that, but it's yeah. okay for them to exist or something. And well, I was always just like, 
Why don't you try to help them? Well, and what I if will we went say, to a deeper reason? There was a line that I missed the last couple of times that, like, maybe the last couple of times. So at the very end, Travis says... Um, he's going to AA. He goes to AA. And I was like, oh, yeah. Cause, and they don't call it AA. He's just like, I'm in this club with their, their 12 steps. 12 steps. I was like, yeah. That was a good way of, like, just subtly, like, putting that little mm-hmm. line. And he was donating his things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Which was, really was nice. helpful. Yeah. Well, whenever I think of Breckenmeyer, I just, I just get angry. <laughs> just in general just an actor who's never made anything better <laughs> like, you didn't like rat race rat race <laughs> did you get to can't hardly wait no he's got a cameo in that oh and that's why he's all in all the robot chickens because he and seth meyer are, or seth green are best friends seth green is weird in that movie. they're the same height <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's what they thank you for your breckenmeyer <laughs> trivia oh well, yeah he, he 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 popped up in the craft and i was like wow <laughs> I was watching a bunch of these movies and I kept being like, you're in this one and this one. Like, what are you doing? Just like this era of people. I think in general, the though the movie does have, I think, some 2019 problematic issues, I, I really like its stance on a lot of things that it takes on. I think that it's a... And, and again, like, I am not the expert to be here on any of these topics, but I think the way that it treats... Not only um, its female characters, but also its um, its homosexual characters. I think it, it does portray them all in fairly positive lights in terms of they're allowing them for who they are. They're allowed to be characters with action. They, they're active characters. There is not that many like straight white male characters put to the fore in the front of this movie. And just for that to come out in 1995, I think is a, is a nice, nice fresh breath of air. Let Stacy dash off the hook too much. We did? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because I just, every scene that she's with her boyfriend, it's so annoying. Yes. And you're just like, stop. You're not wrong. <laughs> Being humans. But in in all high school circles and usually in all friendship circles, there are those two people that always have to cause drama and Maybe take attention. Be together. I have, right. I have this 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 thing that I, 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 I say where it's like in real life I have this weird thing called empathy, right? And sympathy. And so like I can stand people in real life. However, when I put myself into a, I'm gonna watch something for some enjoyment, my empathy <laughs> and sympathy gets shortened quite a bit. And so like yeah, it's realistic, but like in the terms of the film, does it add to a lot of it? <sighs> For me, not really. Right. And so, like, when I watch it, I'm just like, this is this is just annoying filler. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can have a silly highway scene at some point. You're like, just get back to rolling with the homies, all right? Like, let's get that character, too. Oh, God, that, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that yeah. guy's the worst. That guy is the worst. Yeah, oh. cranberry CD. He's, yeah. he's in a... <laughs> disappears halfway through the movie like they do this thing and then it's just not a part well it's a very episodic movie like Mm -hmm. the the only overarching plot really so to speak is just like Cher growing as a person over the course of this school year school three months it is school who knows semester we'll call it a semester because they talk about at the beginning of the movie how there's that one kid who spends half the year in Chicago, right and, so when and then he comes in so they have to switch semesters at some point and so like that's the only mm-hmm. time marker of the whole yeah. thing but so within that like we just get little segments so like yeah there's the elton segment and then there's the christian segment 
And then, I don't know what the last part is, but... Paul Rudd. You know, Paul Rudd. Oh, the Paul Rudd segment. <laughs> who knew? Back when no one knew who Paul Rudd was, and then <laughs> now it's like, oh my gosh, that guy. Oh, well, Jeremy Sisto, who plays Elton, mm-hmm. he's also in Six Feet Under, where he plays a uh, character. Uh-huh. And when I saw... <laughs> Tell me more. And I was like, ah, ah, Billy, <laughs> get out of here. Is he also the worst in Six Feet Under? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's not his fault, I guess. I don't know. It's really hard. It's not this time where this is completely Elton's fault for being the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't I don't. I have no defense of that character. <laughs> Just none. I don't need that in my life. Although, whenever I have students, like, oh, I always think of Elton. Whenever I have students who are like, I'm in the middle of a lecture, and then, like, they're, they're can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, no, I was on a roll! And I thought you were going to add something. Fine, go! Like, it is the most annoying thing. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch this movie, I'm like, no, I know you exist. Wait. Like, uh, oh, man, I watched an SNL skit from back in the Jerry Seinfeld days, right? Ah, oh, the days. <laughs> um, and it's called World War Two One Hundred One. Oh, oh, I lost. I was oh, losing my no. cool. It was so funny. It was too realistic <laughs> with everything in my life. Well, those are my thoughts on Clueless. <laughs> Go watch this Jerry Seinfeld. Sketch. <sighs> <laughs> When, when we get close, I have a fun game. Oh, okay. I have a box office mojo game. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, does anybody have more thoughts that they would like to share on Clueless? Okay, here's, might a, be getting there. here's a fun game, everyone. This uh, So on Box Office Mojo, you can go see different lists that were made, everyone. Uh, based on like certain themes that the films share, and this is number eleven on, of course, Summer Girl Power. So, <laughs> wait, what is this list? Your mission, if you choose to accept yeah, it. Yeah, we do. To tell me, it's late summer, July through August, so it can't have opened in June. So July to August. <laughs> So these are girl power movies. Summer girl power movies. That opened between July and August uh-huh. and the top ten of them. Yeah. Great. Let me know. All right, go for it. Is there a year time span here? Yeah. From Clueless till now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> girl power movies. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Spice World. No. Okay, great. Is there Charlie's Angels on the move on the list? Oh, that's a good guess. No. Charlie's Angels two. No. Full throttle. She asked for if there was a Charlie's yeah. Angel. <laughs> that, that implied both of them. There is an actress in that film. That's is on this there list. a the sweetest thing? No. Okay. Um, is that actress Cameron Diaz? No. So is it Drew Barrymore? Yes. Okay. Ooh, if I said if I said no, and it was Lucy I would be like, Lowe. "What Lucy Liu movies are there?" You're like, "No surprise, it's Bill Murray." <laughs> um, is there a Kill Bill on the list? No. Drew Barrymore. Oh, do you want the? Is it Whip It? No. Oh, I really like Whip It. I didn't make any money. Okay, I think I think. Well, this is the worst I've done with one of these games, so yeah. I may. Uh, do you want number 10 or number 1's hint? Let's go 10 up. Let's go 10 up. Um, 
know who the lead is. <laughs> Neither does Goldie. But an important, but a influential female model. I'm pretty sure is in it. Okay, influential female <laughs> model. Uh, would that be a Rebecca Romaine? I don't know who that is. Would that it's be a X-Men? <laughs> Listen. And look into my heart. Hmm. Who is my soul guide mm-hmm. in the real world? <laughs> what? Is Keanu in this movie? Gosh. Oh my gosh. If Jeff was here, he would understand. A model? Josh, she has a freak out okay. that I have quoted Tyra. to you. Yes, Tyra Faye! Is a coyote ugly? Yay! Yo, we got there. All right. All right. Do you want the next one? Okay. Yeah, come on. Here we go. We're going to... Uh, ooh, I almost did this one wrong. Um, oh, uh, this is a dance film. Step up. Yay, number nine. <laughs> All right, number eight. Drew Barrymore's in it. Oh, we got to Barrymore. Uh, um, Drew Barrymore's in it. Donnie Darko, obviously. Is Girl it that power. one with her and Justin Long? Is it going the distance or whatever? Yeah, Girl Power. <laughs> Listen! It hurts me that you don't have this one yet. I'm so sorry. It hurts me so much. Riding in cars with boys. No. <laughs> I can't say I've seen a lot of Drew Barrymore movies. Based on a fairy tale. Ever after. after. Ever after. Full titles, please. Ever after a Cinderella story. Alright, Josh. Yeah. Uh, this is a film that I can quote the first 17 minutes of almost spot on. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, directed by a lady. Okay. And narrows it down. Yep. Which lady? You know, something's got to give here, Josh. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Nancy Myers movie. It's a Nancy Myers flick. Oh, that Kylie can quote the beginning of. That uh, first 15 um, minutes of. Is it... Uh, is this the parent trap? It is the parent trap. There we go. Number seven. Right. Number six. This film is about cultural appropriation. Uh, is it Eat, Pray, Love? No. Oh, okay. Well, that could have been about that. Is What's it... the theme of this again? <laughs> <laughs> Summer Girl Power. Summer Girl Power. Like a League of Their Own Girl Power? Yeah. I think this is for young female audiences, gotcha. though. Is, is no old baseball players. No. Okay. Oh, no, I'm not scrolling down. Okay. Okay, it's uh, we go. We're we're in a foreign country. No. The, okay, foreign country's coming to us. No. What? We got a we got a white person playing a non-white white role. Is this Aloha? It's a high school film. A high school film. It just barely cannot make our list. Sadly. Is it Bring It On? It's Bring It On. There it is. <laughs> oh yeah, it is about cultural <laughs> accurate description. No, that is true. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. That has been my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is, uh, this is a lawyer film. Legally Blonde. And? Two. Yeah, number five. Red, Red White, White, and Blonde. <laughs> Alright, number four. Is this is a Disney film? Um. Is it live action or animated? Live action. Okay. Disney live action. Did the Cheetah Girls make a movie that went to theaters? No. Okay. Um. I think it's based off of a book series. Is it The Traveling Pants? Is it true of The Traveling Pants? Absolutely not. Okay. Is it Tuck Everlasting? No. Absolutely not. Is it... This stars one of my favorite actresses of today. It stars one of my favorite actresses of yesterday. <laughs> I feel like I should know this better. You probably should. 
Is it is it McFarland USA? Girl power. <laughs> I came out in February also. It did. True story. There's a sidebar. I can't hear it. Nobody can hear anything on the sidebar. Oh oh got it. You got it? Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna help me explain this one? There's a cat. A cat is a character. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, no. the movie. Yeah, the Disney film. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> one of them is. She went to Hawaii in that one or something. Um, we made up a place. Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> it's a people? Summer, good, summer Girl Power. <laughs> it's from uh, 2004 and 2001. <laughs> There's a two-parter. One and two. It's not the trailer pants. Chris Pine is in one of them. Yes, he is. Oh, it's uh, Princess... Uh... Diaries. Princess Diaries. Yep. So and, one. So one of my favorite actresses of today is Anne Hathaway. Hathaway, and one of my favorite actresses of yesterday is Julie Andrews. Yeah, we all did it. We did that. Uh, number three is Legally Bomb. So now we just need number one. Almost two. Princess Diaries. Okay. So okay. So it was four. So it was five. Legally Blonde two. Four. Princess Diaries two. Three. Legally Blonde two. Princess Diaries. And now number one. This, at the time, had one of the biggest young female actresses. Is it Clueless? Is it just number one Clueless? No, that's number 11. We've talked oh, about it. Okay, fair enough. Um, this film has been made four times. A Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Star is Born. One of the biggest actresses of her time. Can you give me what that time is? What year is this? 2003. 2003. Is it Dakota Fanning? No. Is it the Lizzie McGuire movie? No. Come on, you know they made that movie four times, right? No. No, just once. Anne doesn't like when you bring that up sometimes. What? I wasn't listening. <laughs> um, I'm about movies that have four of them, and like Halloween Town, a scream queen, former scream queen, is the other lead, main lead of this. Freaky Friday. Freaky Oh, there it is! Yep, so Lindsay Lohan <laughs> was the, one of the biggest young actresses at that time. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And then Jamie Lee Curtis as our Scream Queen. <sighs> Summer Girl Power. This was a list. This was the greatest list ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, friends. Uh, any final thoughts we have on Clueless? Uh, this movie's gonna go back in the penalty box. Oh yeah, this movie's in the penalty box. We can't talk about it anymore. Why? Uh, I Josh about... won't shut up! <laughs> Like really? Every, like yeah. there was like a time where like eight episodes in a row he was just like, it's it's it's. So we put it on the pillow. This is like in my top twenty of all time. Favorite so what movies. do you reference from it when hair. you bring it up? Besides <laughs> the hair and like I don't know, like people, bad relationship. Really? Yeah, there's bad. I bring up. I brought up. Um, uh, Dion and um, Murray as a bad relationship. I brought up that. I just like this movie, so I bring it up a lot. Like, wow. shares, like at least just Silverstone I probably brought up. Paul Rudd, I'll talk about Paul Rudd this movie all day long mm-hmm. because I think he's great. Uh, Dan Hedaya is amazing. I just talk about this movie. This is in my top, like, 25 at this point of all-time favorite movies. Like, my I kids love just Clueless. pretty much reference it as, that's that peanut rhyming guy. <laughs> the, the teacher from Princess Bride? Mm-hmm. No more rhyming. Oh. He's I mean a, it. He's yeah. not the rhymer. 
No, no, I yes. <laughs> but he's the that. one that hates rhyming. God, I, I, you know, if so I was gonna really? reference him, I it was always inconceivable. Yeah. He's also Rex. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll talk about more Wallace Shawn later this year. Actually, next week for when these when they're hearing this episode. Oh, I just see that. You do. I find it endearing the child's play marketing. <laughs> I find it humorous. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, if you don't understand my look at child's play uh, stuff, you can find us in a bunch of places like Friend of a Friend Podcast at Squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple iTunes where you can leave us a five-star review or any star review. You can find us on Letterboxd at Darby ACT and Kylie Gallagher. You can find us on Twitter at DWT underscore podcast and you can find us on YouTube at Ducks Watch Together and Facebook Ducks Watch Friend of a Friend Podcast. Man, you just took the outro. You were like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going. Yeah. I'm Kylie. I'm Josh. I'm Ian. I'm Brooke. Quack, 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 qu